We here, nigga. Yeah. Real as niggas by landslide. Uh-huh. Show enough, I'm about to blow up, cause I'm tired of walking around landmines. Yeah. Rap savior, hellraiser, don't worry, nigga, I claim both. Uh-huh. One nigga that's unsigned, that's off the chain. Django. How does uh, going from 4 to 12 team playoff format impact college football in its totality? I think it's a good idea because a lot of teams get left out that's deserving to be in the college football playoffs. Uh, we have years of teams that have went undefeated, that have won their conference, that have uh, beat big, big-time programs. That have been left out due to the ranking system, due to favorites, uh, preseason rankings. You no, know, in my opinion, I feel like the college college football is biased towards SEC. You know, and that what it boils down to because if you look at the preseason rankings, they they're going to dominate the preseason rankings. All they got to do is basically not lose. Well, you got other conferences that don't even really get a shot, no matter what happens. Like the USC's of the world, like these teams are needed, in my opinion, for college football to be what how great it is. You need them teams from California, you need the teams from Michigan, Ohio, Florida, Texas, in order to make college football great. And a lot of times, we see a lot of them teams get left out. Um, so I think moving to the new system is important because it allows other t- other programs a chance to at least be able to compete for a championship. You know, what's your thoughts about it? Uh, of course, I definitely do agree. Um, if the audience can remember that we went to lengths about this in our very first podcast when we discussed the college football playoff system being at four, and I accurately predicted that it would expand. And sure enough, it expanded far past what we discussed past eight to 12 teams. Mm-hmm. So as like, you know, we were discussing with, with uh, Josh, like, you know, what does it go to? Uh, the top four teams get a bye week, uh, 18 matchup, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But, of course, I definitely disagree in some aspects because, like I also mentioned, great players in the states of California and the teams that is in these other conferences, you know, they're at Alabama. They are okay. at uh, – Ohio State and Michigan and things of that nature. So the ability to expand to a bigger playoff field gives, you know, teams like you said, USC and and these teams that's getting left out. Like I said, the the top five power conferences along with the Big East, who's like right there. And then you kind of can get at large bids like, you know, you might have a situation to where SEC schools still get, you know, multiple two-loss teams in or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. You know, if, you know, other conferences complain past the 12-team playoff format, it's just, it's not really even an argument anymore because, you know, if you win your conference championship, more than likely you are a top 15 to top 10 school ranked so you should be able to get in. So I don't see any kind of way that all top conferences are satisfied in this regard and that everybody kind of gets what they want. If it becomes the SEC Invitational, oh, so be it. Like if you get a two-loss Georgia team in or a two-loss Texas A&M in or a two-loss Florida in, oh, well, same for the Big Ten. 
Like we we I mean the Big Ten's not out of that discussion as well. They're getting a two loss Michigan in, a two loss Ohio State in, who I felt like should have been deserving. Because if yeah. we watched the Rose Bowl last year, I feel like Ohio State would have put a better fight up in that first round of the college football playoffs than either of the two teams yeah. that faced off against Alabama and Georgia. And that's a fact. And they went against a tough Utah team who I feel like maybe even Utah could have put up a better battle against uh, Georgia and Alabama. Maybe not, but, you know, I know for a fact Ohio State would have. So I definitely agree. I think this is a positive outlook for college football. And like you said, every conference can kind of get uh, make a name for themselves and kind of put their conference on the map to where it can kind of level the playing field recruiting-wise and – Transfer portal wise as well as you can see in uh, USC's case. Right, exactly. With uh, Lincoln Riley going to USC, Caleb Williams going to USC, that forced Spencer Riley to go to South Carolina, so he becomes what the second, third best quarterback in the SEC. So you got all this movement that creates a more parity within college football that a lot of teams, a lot more teams are able to compete that weren't able to compete before. Um, but in addition to that, this is what you were saying. Um, the point I want to touch on is the fact that it enables – I'm not sure how it's going to look. Now, it, like you said, it could very well be four, five SEC schools inside the college football playoffs. Um, how Because, like I said, I feel like SEC is – the college football in general is biased towards SEC schools. That's just how I feel. That's how I've been feeling since for the last five, six years. However, with that being said, I understand why, but – those other programs that uh, there are moving towards bigger conferences, I think that also creates a very unique situation in college football to where if you have USC, for example, moving to the Big Ten, how does that look, you know, versus them playing in the Pac-12? If, if you got two losses in the Big Ten, you might only have one loss if you played in the, in the Pac-12. Uh, so, you know, that creates a lot of interesting um, matchups that we had we never seen before. Like, we're not used to seeing Alabama go against Texas. Alabama went to Texas and struggled uh, Saturday. One by, what, one point, 2019? Mm-hmm. So that creates a very unique situation in college football to where you got teams traveling across the country and different time zones to play teams as if this is the NFL. And we all know – uh, East Coast team traveling to a West Coast team and vice versa does create some, you know, at, uh, obstacles that teams have to go over, you know, especially going you know, across the country. So, I know it's just interesting to see how college football balances this out because, uh, you know, as of right now, there's a lot of teams that are going to have to compete against teams they never played before. They don't know how, they don't know styles of play. They don't know personnel. Um, like for example, the Big Twelve style of play, the the, the program, I mean the uh, the conference versus the SEC is completely different. We know the Big Twelve don't care about defense. You got all these high scoring teams like Texas Tech and and uh and uh and, and BYU, not BYU. I'm sorry, uh, um, Iowa State that that will put up a lot of points, but they ain't really put a lot of emphasis on defense. Where you have the SEC that's going. to Focus on defense and running the ball and things like that, but also have the ability to beat you deep. So, you know, it just creates a unique characteristic in college football where you got the intermixing of conferences and matchups that we will only see during bowl season. So we get a chance to really be able to sit back and be like, damn, uh, Florida got to go play 
um, Oklahoma this weekend. It might be a unique matchup for both teams, you know, seeing how they adjust their schedules and things like that. But uh, it it definitely is interesting, but I kind of feel like um, that's the the reason that the 12-team format is going to be so successful because think about how UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten and Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. If you were to to kind of feel like, okay, what was the purpose of them moving the conference? Because they felt like they never had an opportunity, opportunity to play right. on the big stage in the college football playoff. Right. So you got to go to a different conference to kind of put your name on the bigger stage. Right. So what the 12-team playoff actually does, in my opinion, is that it takes it to where, okay, you got all of these big teams and, and piled up into the two major conferences. So that's the 12-team format is going to allow – two losses to get in now. Yeah. Like, it's going to allow multiple teams to still break that barrier with also allowing teams that win your conference to also get in. So, right, it's right. plenty of space right. to, to actually get more teams in. Now, take it back. If we were still – let's like hypothetically say that the college football playoff system with the eight, maybe that still would have been an issue with UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten and – Texas and, and uh, Oklahoma going to the SEC. But now that it's at 12, like, it's no excuse. What If it becomes the SEC, SEC Invitational, again, that's on other teams to kind of get to where they need to be because now that it's in the 12-team playoff system, everybody gets the opportunity to recruit. Nobody's right. out of it. Right. All teams that win your conference should get in hypothetically because if you think about it, all of these teams are playing each other. Right. Like, somebody, like, nobody's going undefeated or nobody, you know what I'm saying, should, like, you know, separate themselves that far away from each other to where they should be beating up on each other. So these other teams and other conferences will be ranked higher, hypothetically, say, for instance, they do run the table. Like, who's left in the pack? Pac-12. I, I don't know. Uh, right, uh, or uh, ACC. Washington. <laughs> like, if one of these teams go undefeated. <laughs> Arizona? Or they should yeah. be ranked high. Yeah, they you know, they you know yeah. due to the yeah, war of attrition. So, yeah. uh, I think it's beautiful, man. I think it's going to work out uh, perfectly. And um, in, in, in turn, like, it should be good for the college football landscape as far as the transfer portal. I'm interested to see it. Um, I'm also happy that these teams that are transferring to different conferences brought the neighboring school with them to kind of keep that rivalry going. Mm-hmm. Um, for those major rivalries, it's nothing to schedule out of conference that you can do that as well. So um, it's definitely a good thing. I, I got excited when I found out, you know, USC and UCLA was coming to the Big Ten because that's going to bolster the Big Ten. Like, I you agree. know, I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree. to stay on par with the SEC, with mm-hmm. the moves that they're making. So, I think we're going to have an excellent conference, um, and I think college football is in great shape. Right, and uh, I'm glad you're on the point about bringing their rival schools because certain rivalries in football we need. We need Oklahoma and Texas. We need USC and UCLA. We need Alabama versus Auburn. Uh, we need Miami versus Florida. We need Michigan versus Ohio State. Uh, so, you know, being able to still have the rivalry games or – at the end of the season, which is called rivalry week, being able to have those games 
but still be able to put on that uh, exciting show throughout the season. It's important because, you know, week, week to week, you know, matchups may happen as opposed to say, it's just Michigan. I'm, I'm from Michigan. That's my that's the school I, uh, you know, I love. Instead of them having to play somebody like Purdue that somebody might not watch, they might have to go play USC. That creates a much bigger storyline, considering that we played them so many times in the Rose Bowl and things like that, as opposed to us playing somebody like Purdue. Same thing for Alabama. Alabama playing Oklahoma is a much bigger storyline than them playing uh, Mississippi State. You know, no offense to Mississippi State, but you know it's just not a, a, a pillar storyline that people would like to you know listen to. But yeah, you know, college football, I think it's it's in a good in a good spot. With the twelve teams, I would like to see them keep it at twelve. I don't want I don't want to expand it further than that. I don't want it to be like college basketball where you got hundreds of teams in and then you got narrow down the field from 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 down to sixty four, then thirty two, then sixty. That's that's a little bit too much. Like twelve, I think twelve is a pretty solid number. You you get you three rounds in, maybe, and then you know, you get to the big the big game. But but yeah. my biggest my biggest thing about the college football playoffs is that every other program, every other sport, if you win your conference, if you win your division, you win your uh, if, if you win any type of accolades as a team, most of the time you're in some type of playoff system. College basketball, uh, NBA, NHL, baseball, it doesn't matter. College football was the only program where you can win your conference and you can go home the next week. Like so, I, I I do appreciate college football for moving towards you know a, a more inclusive system to include more teams in, because you never know what could happen any given sun any given Saturday, a team could be upset. We don't see Utah go and beat Alabama. We don't see Appalachian State beat Michigan. So you know anything could happen, you know, in between the games. Right, and then and to further the point, like now you can kind of get that. Mid-major team that's been knocking at the door in the rankings, right. like the Cincinnati. Boise States Boise or the Cincinnati, Cincinnati's yeah. or the, Cincinnati you know, these teams that are not Power Five conferences now have no excuse. They'll get their opportunities. Um, I suspect that uh, undefeated at large bid with twelve teams getting in the playoffs should get past a two-loss team at the very minimum. So I'm encouraged about that. Hopefully. Um, Quickly moving on, before we move on off college football, let's get a quick prediction on, like, kind of what we see in this season and kind of, like, um, what we predict as far as, like, uh, who we see as the favorites early on, like, what we seeing from college football so far. What you think? All right, so let's start with, with the different conferences. Uh, we want to start with the Big Ten first? I mean, it could be anybody. Like, who who, who you think – it's like the top four teams that you kind of like seeing out there so uh, far. I'm, I'm gonna go with Georgia. I think Georgia boasts the the best defense across uh, college football, but they they have a more than capable offense with Stinson Bennett. He's really grown that next level after winning the championship the previous year. Uh, number two, number two probably is going to be Alabama. They they did find a way to beat uh, Texas this previous weekend. Um, they boast a Heisman candidate and Bryce Young who's probably going to be in the first overall pick um, in, in his draft class. Um, still boasts a, a pretty explosive defense and offense. Uh, third would probably be Ohio State. 
Um, you got CJ Stroud coming back. He's the Heisman uh, front runner right now. With uh, he lost a trio of receivers, so it's interesting to see how y'all make that adjustment at receiver. Um, but we all know uh, what happens at the horseshoe. You know, it's a very well round program. Four, it's going to be Michigan. Our ground attack is, is leading the way right now. Uh, especially uh, with Blake uh, Corum. So it's it's interesting to see how our defense hold up when we play Ohio State again. Uh, hopefully, we get you know, part two. And then uh, fifth team, it's going to be a shocker. I'm going with USC all the way over in, in Pac-12. Uh, Lincoln Riley over there. You got Caleb Williams over there who's probably going to be a top pick when he couldn't do in his class. Uh, I, I feel like he got a lot of recruits that came from Oklahoma over there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at Cle- Clemson's not looking as strong as it has looked over the last five or six years from the Deshaun era to the Deshaun Watson era to the Trevor Lawrence era. It hasn't looked as strong as it once did. But Clemson's still a very good program. You know, you got Clemson, uh, a surprise program right now, Florida. Florida looks very good. Um, but uh, that would be my projection. If uh, if you ask me right now, you put a gun to my head, I'd probably tell you Georgia will repeat. But I know it's very hard to repeat in college football. So, we'll see. I definitely agree with Alabama. Being in the top mix, I'm gonna definitely go Ohio State. Will probably be the second best team. Um, well, I'm gonna take this back. I'm gonna say whoever wins between Alabama and Georgia in the SEC championship will probably get the first spot. I'm gonna go with Ohio State as the second best team in the country from what I've seen. Um, I disagree. I think C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback in the country. Um, I'm being biased, but I'm not. Because I think uh, <laughs> C.J. Stroud, like biased, um, from like. what I've analyzed on both of those quarterbacks, Man, uh, C.J. Stroud, Stroud has a Toledo. stronger. He has a. I'm talking about just last year and this year. I'm saying I think C.J. Stroud is more accurate. I think he throws a better deep ball. I think he has a. He's he throws a prettier deep ball and he has a stronger arm. I'm, I'm not I mean, saying I, that. I, I, I agree with you there. A, I think they're going to go one and two like in this next draft, like. Whoever needs a quarterback, they they easily going one and two. Like you know, that's just my prediction. I wouldn't um, be surprised if Bryce come back. For Bryce is going to his sophomore year, so, so both of them so, so be he eligible. can forego his junior year. So, I, but I wouldn't be surprised if Bryce come back a year. But I agree, they both probably are going top five picks. But CJ don't got Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave out there throwing to him anymore. Uh, so I like our receiving core. We got Marvin Harrison Jr. and we also have Smith and Jibba, who is a, a top receiver in the country and uh, a top tight end as well. I like our offense. Uh, I like Ohio State. I like. Um, I definitely. I don't think two big team, two Big Ten teams are gonna get in. But it it, it could be tricky. Like both. Ohio State and Michigan will mean, will need to be undefeated when they play each other, and then the loser. I take that back. Well, it, well no, Mich- it, it, I mean, Ohio clear. State would need if just say if Michigan beats Ohio State, Ohio State would need Notre Dame not to lose no more. Like Notre Dame just lost their second mm-hmm. game, so they need that win to mean something out of conference. So I don't think two Big Ten. Teams are getting in, so I'm gonna go what, with what two, what two loss? 
I mean, you don't no, think, you don't think, think a two loss? loss? No, I, think a one, I don't think a one-loss team would get in. I think a one-loss SEC team would get in over the Big Ten. So, I would go. I don't. I, don't, I disagree. Uh, a one-loss. It depends who the one-loss team is. If it's a one-loss Ole Miss and a one-loss Michigan. But, but you I know we talking Michigan. Georgia and Alabama. So, yeah, I agree, if both I agree. teams have one loss and the other team is out, who would they take? A one-loss Michigan or Ohio State but, or a one-loss Alabama and Georgia? But with 12 teams now. I'm talking about – we talking about this year for four teams. Oh. Uh, you're probably right. So, I'm saying Ohio State, you're, you're, you're Alabama, right. maybe the loser of the SEC, and I'm going to go USC as the fourth team because I think they can – Potentially run the table. Yeah, I think they can run the table as well. And I got to look, look at their schedule again. I, I do think they can run the table. If they uh, do, I think they have the – they got the preseason boost, and I think they got the next best chance to go yeah. unbeaten. Um, I think a Big 12 won't go unbeaten. I don't think the ACC is going to have undefeated school. Uh, Clemson, I mean, Clemson having a solid season, though. They, they just blew out. They just blew out but the quarterback – uh, DJ, he he not hey, I, he, I, he don't. I'm not like I'm not doubting Dabo Sweeney. I feel like he's a top they, three they, coach. I, I think he don't have a good defense, but you know. But you know what? You know what? I can see. I can see a one loss uh, Big Ten school getting there. I can see it. I can see. It. I, I can see. I can see. If if, if, over, if a if a house over State, a two loss SEC school, yeah, but yeah. not over a one loss. No, it's gonna be two SEC schools. <laughs> No, and, no, no, no. But I mean, if, if another, be, uh, another conference go undefeated, I don't think they, they would get in. Just like how right, Cincinnati right. got in. Just right. how like right. Notre Dame would get in. Like I mean, any out of conference team that's in a power five conference to go unbeaten, they'll get in. You right. You right. You right. Twelve. You right. Like, I, you know. I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. You, you right. You right. Um, unless you know Alabama, every now and then have have a win game, especially against uh uh, Ole Miss, whether it's Ole Miss, whether it's uh, at Auburn, they'll drop a game every now and then. So I don't think a two loss I'm about to get in, but it's going to be interesting to see the SEC championship because I'm already predicting it's going to be Georgia versus Alabama. I, don't, I just don't see nobody beating them this year in the SEC. You see what, did you see what Georgia just did Alabama, in South Carolina? Alabama got a tough schedule coming up. Uh, I agree. Don't say they got a couple if a, of games te- if a team was to lose, it'd probably be Alabama. I can see them lose because I feel like Bryce Young doesn't handle pressure well. I feel, I feel like uh, he he makes some rash decisions and that kind of puts him in a bad position. And he don't have Jamison Williams and stuff and, and, and folks out there he throwing to uh, this particular year. So you know it'd be interesting. Like I said, they sh- probably should have lost that Texas game. But they found a way to win, so you know it's in the past. Yeah, but speaking of Jamison, let's move to the NFL.